0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, April 12, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have what's called an interesting candle. Is this a reversal candle? Well, it can be. The first thing I do when I see a candle like this, today's big down red candle, is I look at the volume, and I want to see it against the average volume. It's still below the average volume, but against the last several sessions, it's certainly better volume. So we have to take notice, it can be the beginning of a further decline. However, but wait, there's more. We have to remember what we've been discussing, and we're going to hold steady to what we've been discussing. They still have yet to run a test of this breakup candle low, 404.55. So while they're up in this zone, bantering back and forth, they go up, they pull back, they go up, they pull back. They're eating time off the clock and there's nothing to say that by Tuesday of next week, by tomorrow, by Friday, by Monday, whatever, they're not headed up again after eating enough time off the clock. We don't know that, so we're using the 404.55 as our bogey. Today, we had what's called a failed breakout attempt. That happened early in the morning. This is a five-minute chart. We'll get back to this for other reasons later. But here's the gap higher at the open, the sell-off, the attempt at recapturing some important stuff on the upside and resuming the rally, and then the subsequent failure. Now, I'm aware of all the things being discussed. The Fed minutes were out today. What did the Fed minutes say? Who cares what the Fed minutes said? It's not actually what was discussed in the Fed meeting. It's the things they want you to believe they discussed at the Fed meeting. We obviously have our proverbial wall of worry. What's included in the wall of worry? We have a looming bank crisis that's not over yet. We have high interest rates. We have the Fed that may continue to hike interest rates. We have inflation. We have employment slash unemployment. We have the fear of recession. The market will dictate the recession, not the recession dictating the market put that on a sticky note, I've discussed that before, we're gonna blow over it for now. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on what I'm about to show you. Think about this, think about the daily chart and the candle that exists today. Maybe it's a reversal candle, maybe it's not. Now think about these things. We have the potential completion of the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now, that's still in process that will remain active as long as they're above the neckline. The neckline's very far from current price, and if they're down at the neckline, it's a whole different kind of tape, but nevertheless, our line in the sand is here. So we're not gonna be long the market if they get below this breakup candle low, If they get below there, it's essentially gonna open the door maybe down to the neckline. We don't know yet. Now keep that in mind. But wait, there's more. Now here's a picture of the weekly chart. Forget about these lines, not important. Just focus on the last two weeks, really the last three weeks. We have the big up move three weeks ago. Last week, the market didn't do anything. And this week, the market didn't do anything. So all they're doing so far is eating time off the clock. And it's a little early to say, but essentially what they're doing is formulating a bull flag pattern isn't that true at present that is true so when you look at the daily chart and you see this candle and you say oh no that's a reversal the market's going to collapse and then you go back to the weekly chart and you say well they're not really doing anything it's a matter of perspective you look at a five-minute chart and you say hey the market finished near the lows collapsed today it was all over the place Yeah, okay, fair enough. Then you go back to a weekly chart and you say, so what? Doesn't matter what happened today. From a bigger picture perspective, they're just eating time off the clock. Now, if they come down a lot further, whether it be tomorrow or into Friday or next week, then that changes things and that's fine. But we have our bogey, 404.55. Put this stuff on a sticky note. All right, now let's get down to brass tacks. Who made money today? Post it under the video. Make a comment. Go to Twitter thing. Make a comment over there. If you don't know the Twitter handle, there's a link under this video. It's hump day and phony CPI day. At zero dark 30, the bulls are given the impression they're still in control. Yada, yada. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart. Let's get to the brass tacks. Heading for the zone in the bull case... 41165 and up to 41280. We think better in pictures. Right at the vertical is today's activity. The top line is 41165. The bear case is they drop them and pay a visit to complete some unfinished business down around 40865 and or lower. Check the blue circle, 40865. How you doing? This is all at zero dark thirty. Let's see what we have as the day starts to mature. So 8.31, they're off to the races on the data release. First move is the goose operation headed to a destination. We had the destination in the early thoughts, and I'm just posting that because I'm posting it. Now we go on to closer to the opening bell. What's the scoop? The 9 o'clock scoop. Where's the trade? Well, they're trying to break out, which means they're above an important spot, and they have to stay above which means they'll usually run a test of the spot they broke out from. A successful test is a touch or spike and a bounce back up in the northern direction. That place, and this is at nine o'clock, it's gonna change a little bit, is 411.65. A legit spike could run a test of 410.95, give or take. That creates the first zone. This is at nine o'clock before the opening bell. Stay tuned. Now, pay attention to this stuff down here. You can read the rest, but here's the important thing. If they get below or open below 410.95, the door opens for 409.70, give or take. Now, that was the gap left open from the prior day or last night. But here's the deal. The give part of the give or take would be 410, A, because it's magnetic, B, because it's natural support. It's a big, fat, round number. So that creates a zone between... 410.95 and 410, just keep that in the back of your mind. Scroll up a little bit, 928. They were right around 411.65. It's higher risk at present since they're right around there at the open. Better zone for a trade on the long side is now 411 to 410, give or take. That's the zone. It's wrong below 409.70. Okay, let's take a look at the picture. 411 to 410 is the zone. Back to the pictures, there's your zone, 411 to 410, traders buy the front, the middle, the bottom, they buy in the zone, it's trader's choice. The traders in the live room heard my orders go off, I was in the zone, they bounce, they bounce back to where? Here's the high, 411.85 against 411.65, that was on the board, we knew that was an exit in the room. They start as a scalp with potential, you'll see it on the board later for inside the number members. All around the board, everybody gets the same information. So here we go. You see 942 as they bounce around. We're back to the zone of support, 411 to 410. Now they're in the showtime zone by 947. For a bounce back in the other direction, it's wrong below 409.70. Recapture of 411 is the bull case for 411.65. Traders long from within the zone should be booking the base hit slash scalp portion of the trade the rest is a hold for a trailing position yada yada you get the point that was trade number one the juicy morning trade you see at 1003 free ride for the long side traders from within the zone Four eleven sixty five is next exit it's all in here pause the video read the notes go back to the chart to double check the work now pay attention to this get out your sticky notes 1037 409.70 is the gap left open yesterday. This is when they decided to come back down. Can they bounce there? Yeah, of course they can. However, it's not the best trade on the board, especially since we have a Whopper Jr. already in the books. The better buy is now 408.65. This is a patience business. I hammer that home in the live room. You wait for the trade you want, Not the jump in because you think they're doing X, Y, and Z. That's a guess. You wait for the number. You take the trade. It's mechanical. It's a process. You go about your business. 408.65. The post is at 1037. 408.65 was hit at 1110 into the 1115 candle on the five-minute chart. And the reversal. Nice trade. It was a whopper for many, many traders. Pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. And there's your 408.65, another showtime zone, much below 408.25, and the door opens for 407.40. That's interesting. Let's see what happened there. Back to the chart. The low, when they hit 408.65, the spike was to... 408.23, two cents below the number of 408.25. There's a method to the madness. Pause the video, read the notes. There's your scalp of the scalp with potential trade. Don't let the rest go bad. Nice trade, the rest is trader's choice. Run back to 410 and I'm taking a break. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. This is a morning business. We had one stock on the move today. CRUS Serious Logic didn't hit its number. It's off the board. But wait, there's more. Traders in the room brought NVIDIA to my attention today. NVIDIA came with numbers of 267.10 down to 265.85. They gave you the base hit at the first number. They gave you a nice trade at the second number. The resistance, and this is discussed in the room ad nauseum, was 269 If they were able to sustain price above, they would have went higher, but they couldn't. So we knew the exit. We knew the entries. Nice trade. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, guess where they found overhead resistance. Breakdown candle high. Shocker, not really. Guess what? Reversal candle. Not tremendous volume, but an uptick in volume nonetheless. The IWM's been weak the whole time. Let's not forget the weekly chart. All they're doing is making a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing under all the moving averages. And you know what we say about moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Right now in the IWM, the trend is certainly down. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My favorite canary in the coal mine. Look at that volume. What's going on in the transports? Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Now, that was the actual index itself. So I want to bring up the IYT to double-check whether there was sufficient volume in the IYT. Now, the IYT doesn't really trade that much, and you didn't have the same type of volume. However, I trust the index itself Not necessarily the IYT, only because it only trades 150,000, not even 200,000 shares a day most of the time. So I'm not going to take much away from that, but I do take away from the actual index itself, and that is big time volume. Something's up. We're paying attention. Heed the transports, the canary in the coal mine. Now we flip over to the Q people and we say, what's going on here? Well, they're coming into the daily chart, 20-period moving average. Also, a tick-up or uptick, pick-up, up-pick in volume. Keep in mind, and this goes across the board for all this stuff, next week is Options Expiration Week. We talk about this each and every month where I like to say weird stuff happens. So you expect the unexpected. You can expect the unexpected almost any day. But during Options Expiration Week, certainly expect... The unexpected one side is above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. Maybe she's just coming back to test the 20 period moving average. That's certainly possible, but get below all of a sudden you have a gap looming down here at 308, 307 and change. And if you get below that, you have the 50 period moving average. So the market moves in steps one at a time and you don't know which one's going to be the last step until you get a signal from the market. XLF really didn't do much today, down six cents, but it's still in trouble, meaning the financials are not out of the woods. I say it every night, I'm going to stay on that until they are out of the woods or they have another leg down. Right now, this looks to me like what we call in the trading parlots a relief rally. What does this look like on the weekly chart? Very similar to the IWM, doesn't it? This is a bearish, wedgish thing. Underneath most of the moving averages, last line of defense would be the 200-period moving average and these lows down here. That's it. Other than that, there's another leg coming. Also, you take a look over at Smash Mouth. Pretty bad day for Smash Mouth. Down almost 2%. All of a sudden, just like that, not above all the moving averages any longer. Finished on the lows or near the lows of the day, that's definitely not a bullish sign compress it a little bit, and you can see pretty clearly that if they give up this whole area where they ate time off the clock around the 100, and then they broke up, now this is considered a breakout area, but they already tested it a couple of weeks ago. If they give up the 100-period moving average here, look out below, the first place they'll go to is a spike of the 20 down to around 233 and change, give or take. If the transports are unraveling, Tech space is unraveling, and it's likely the rest of the market is in the unravel mode. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.